This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Partly sunny today, high near 72. Mostly cloudy tonight with a chance of showers, low around 54. Partly sunny Thursday with a high near 72. A demolition team is set to remove a dilapidated pedestrian walkway crossing over Interstate 81 just north of Binghamton. The bridge near Otsonego Park in the town of Dickinson was shut down in January shortly after a new paved path was opened as part of a Front Street construction project. The narrow span was used by Sunrise Terrace residents to walk or bike to the park or to get to neighborhoods on Binghamton's north side. The walkway, which cost $312,000 to construct, was opened in 1968. Cold Spring Construction Company of Western New York is being paid $534,000 for that bridge demolition project. Some preliminary work has started with the removal of fencing off Old Front Street. Most elements of the job will be done at night. According to the State Department of Transportation, there will be occasional traffic slowdowns in Interstate 81 in the work zone near the bridge. Single-lane closures will occur at times. Dickinson Town Supervisor Michael Marianacci said the people who live nearby can expect to hear some noise related to the nighttime demolition work. New York's highest court has ruled police can resume a DNA searching method that can identify relatives of potential suspects, a technique that has helped solve crimes but is called privacy concerns. The method known as familial DNA searches, it allows law enforcement agencies to search information in their DNA databases to find blood relatives of people who have left genetic material at a crime scene. The order from the New York Court of Appeals on Tuesday allows the state to use such searches in criminal cases, reversing a lower court ruling from last year that blocked the practice. A Binghamton woman is facing four felony charges after meth and fentanyl were found during the intake process at the Broome County Correctional Facility. On October 6th, Danielle Ashdown of Binghamton was arrested by Binghamton police and brought to the central arraignment at the Broome County Correctional Facility for violation of a conditional discharge. During correctional facility intake procedures, a routine search undercovered two clear bags hidden on her person containing a white powder and crystal-like substance. Both bags field tested uh, positive for meth and fentanyl. Ashdown was charged with one count of possession of a controlled substance in the fourth degree and three counts of promoting prison contraband in the first degree Class D felonies. Ashdown was arraigned in the town of Dickinson Court and remains at the Broome County Correctional Facility. New York State will invest in three offshore wind projects as the state tries to meet its ambitious timetable to transition to renewable energy sources. Governor Kathy Hochul also announced conditional awards to 22 land-based solar, wind, and hydro projects. Combined, the projects will generate enough power for 2.6 million homes, with almost two-thirds of it coming from the three offshore wind projects. 
Offshore wind is a crucial component of New York's plan to address climate change by transitioning to a carbon-free electricity system by 2040. But offshore wind developers say they're struggling with higher-than-expected prices for material such as steel, as well as increasing borrowing costs and supply chain issues. A Pennsylvania judicial candidate was struck by a car while putting out yard signs over the weekend. Maria Batista's campaign said Tuesday that the Republican candidate for Pennsylvania's Superior Court was hit Sunday and hospitalized overnight. Her campaign said she was released Monday after being treated for minor injuries, including a hairline fracture of her collarbone. Batista is running for Superior Court in the November 7 election. Voters will choose two candidates to serve in the court out of a pool of two Republicans and two Democrats. Her campaign did not immediately say where the crash occurred or if anyone was charged. A federal judge has struck down recent provisions of New York City's gun restrictions as unconstitutional, saying officials have been allowed too much discretion to deny gun permits to people deemed not of good moral character. The ruling was made yesterday pertained to a lawsuit filed in Manhattan Federal Court by a man who was denied a permit to possess rifles and shotguns in his home because of his prior arrests, bad driving history, and alleged false statements on applications. The judge temporarily suspended the effort of his ruling to give the city time to appeal. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. News Radio 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now, Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Number to call is 607 772 1290. Feel free to call. Test the phone line. And welcome to the midweek edition of Binghamton Now. It should be another exceptional day in the parlor city. Well, of course, I hesitate to bring it up, but everybody's talking about it. So here we go. Here we go. The um, dominoes are falling and what happens next? What happens next? Um, the way things are going, a lot, uh, a lot may even happen today with respect to all the legal cases. First, Mark Meadows. Um, Mark Meadows apparently has flipped, according to the media reports. Liberal media reporting Mark Meadows has flipped and 
so um, does this mean anything in the grand scheme of uh, our world and our nation? Um, well, it seems like it might. So the report, according to ABC News, Mark Meadows, the former presidential chief of staff, has been granted immunity. And according to this report, the flash apparently official, um, he warned the guy about the um, false claims that the election had been stolen. So, again... This is the report from ABC News, the news channel that has plenty of working microphones, that news channel. So it says the former president's final chief of staff in the White House, Mark Meadows, has spoken with special counsel Jack Smith's team at least three times this year, including once before a federal grand jury, which came only after Mr. Smith granted Meadows immunity to testify under oath, according to sources familiar with the matter. The sources said Meadows informed Smith's team that he repeatedly told the president the weeks after the 2020 election that the allegations of significant voting fraud coming to them were baseless, a striking break from the president's prolific rhetoric regarding the election. So it turns out even Mark Meadows knew that the lies were simply falsehoods. According to the sources, Meadows also told the federal investigators the president was being dishonest with the public when he first claimed to have won the election only hours after the polls closed on November 3rd, 2020, before final results were in. I mean, that was obvious. Uh, no one... The president, uh, the Wizard of Oz, no one would know the results of the election that soon after the polls closed. So that was a given. It was a complete fabrication. ABC News also reporting the sources said Meadows informed Smith's team that uh, the president was being dishonest with the public. Mm-hmm. Oh, we already said that. Obviously, we didn't win. A source quoted Meadows as telling the prosecution team in hindsight. President, well, now the former guy, has called Meadows a special friend and a great chief of staff, as good as it gets. The descriptions of what Meadows allegedly told investigators shed further light on the evidence that Smith's team has amassed as it prosecutes the former guy for allegedly trying to unlawfully retain power and spread lies about the 2020 election. The descriptions also expose how far the former guy's loyalists like Meadows have gone to support and defend him. So, the uh, dominoes. The dominoes. Bing, bong, bong. Of course, also yesterday, as reported here on Binghamton Now, a tearful, tearful Jenna admitted that she knew all along that uh, lies were lies. And so it's yet another, another domino in the wide world of former guy dominoes. Let's take a call. It's 915. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? 
Good morning there, Bob. It's Dave from Vestal. And boy, Bob, first thing in the morning, you're reading propaganda. Come on. Like, this is not propaganda. These are official reports from ABC News. Yeah. Do I, do I need a headache already, Bob? How does Mark Meadows know? Tell me right now, Bob. How does he know that there was nothing going on and the, and the election was on the up and up? Tell me right now. How would he know? Did he personally go and investigate? No. Tell me how he would know. He knows. He was the chief <laughs> of staff. Yeah. The yeah. former but, guy but, said he was the best of guys. Um, like Biden saying, don't. Don't. No, the the <laughs> former guy called him a special friend and a great chief of staff, as good as it gets. That's how he knows. Mark oh, Meadows yeah, can tell. Mark Meadows can tell a lie from a truth. And now, finally, he is um, he's working to set the record straight. I commend him, even though this is coming years too late. But at least he's working, I believe, toward redemption. How does Mark Meadows know it wasn't rigged, Bob? How, how did he know? How could he say it was a lie? Because he coach? knows. He's the greatest. He is the greatest chief of staff ever. That's according <laughs> okay. to the former guy. That's according to your yeah. man, man. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's God and he knows everything. I didn't say he was. <laughs> it, it, okay. means, it means that he knows a heck of a lot more than we do. We're just people here in Binghamton. How would we know? But I'll tell you, Mark Meadows was in a special position to have access to a lot of very, very important information. That's how good is it. Look, the chief of staff has access to almost all of the information. Almost all. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how he knows. I answered your question. He has access to the types of information we can only dream of. Okay, man. All right. Have a good day. Oh, there, yeah. yeah. And, of course, we encourage others who want to align themselves with the truth to um, contact their attorney who will make arrangements with the prosecution to have truth spread across the fruited plain. What else is going on? Oh, so there was this guy, and he's trapped in the vault all night. Did you hear about this guy in the vault? Now, I don't know. Maybe it's none of my business how he wound up in the vault, and he doesn't seem to want to talk. He was trapped in the vault uh, all night, and it's terrible. It's terrible. A guy in the vault all night in a store in Manhattan, and so the fire department, I, get, I don't know if he called the fire department, somebody called 911 and said, look, we got a guy, there's a guy in the vault, and we, I don't know, they haven't released the, the tapes, but we can only imagine the call last night to NYPD or FDNY or some agency with four letters and so the guy is inside the vault and he can't get out and so they send they send the cops and then the uh, fire department over he was uh, they finally got him out this morning he was trapped in the 
and fault for 10 hours. Fire department cut concrete before the door finally would swing open. The door was set to open, I guess, at 6.15 this morning. This was at 585th Avenue. Uh, the guy was inside the vault when someone shut the door on him, not realizing the guy was inside. So the guy called 911, and the fire department rushed to the scene. They started cutting concrete eventually to try to get him out of there, and then uh, they decided to stop because the guy seemed to be okay. And then at 6.15 this morning, apparently, the thing opened up as it was set to do. So, yeah. Pro tip, don't, don't go inside a vault around closing time. 920 WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Anne Marie Seascoast. Yeah, I don't need your last name. So Anne Marie, and where are you calling from? Um, well, I'm at home right now. Which is where? In Paramus? Um, no, it's at, um, it's in Johnson City. All right. Well, you're on the air. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Um, well, I'm a parishioner at St. James Church, and we formed a group known as a Faithful Feast Community Supper. It's um, to help the homeless and people lacking basic needs. Um, many of the people do not get a hot meal at all, and it's been decided that we provide a hot meal every second Sunday in the church base, basement of St. James, which is um, Owens Hall, and it's the west door and you would take of the church, and you would take the elevator down to the basement. And it's from three to four, the second Sunday of every month. And the next one that we'll be having is November 12th from three to four. And it's going to be a Thanksgiving meal. And um, there's students that will be, be waiting on people. We have a greeter, uh, Sister Bridget. Um, we have... Um, People cooking the meal, of course, who are chefs. Um, it's a very elegant uh, table that has been set out with linens and um, silverware and whatnot. And um, there is a drink and um, dessert table as well. There's going to be a table. Uh, where people can take food with them and, and put in containers. There's a seasonal appropriate table, table for clothing that they can take, hygiene supplies that they need. Uh, outreach information will be also provided. Um, let's see. <laughs> and um, we really want this to continue uh, keep continuing. So we really need uh, donations so we can, you know, buy the food and the materials such as hygiene supplies, activities, um, food containers, bags for clothing, tote bags, and food. Um, we ask that checks be made out to St. James Church with a faithful feast and memo. And 
business sponsors are needed also for food, tote bags, shopping bags, and necessary items. And the person to contact, her name is Shannon D'Angelo. Her number is 607-341-8263 for any questions. Uh, They've arranged it for Broome County Transport to be running that day, and it will end the transport system will end at 5 p.m. And donations are to be dropped off at Owens Hall on Thursday, November 9th at 7 p.m. And we really want a good turnout. We're hoping people uh, will support the community and support this group. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. Appreciate the information. And so it'll be coming up at St. James Church on Sunday, November 12th from 3 to 4 p.m. Sounds like it'll be a nice community dinner. And thank you for the information. And, of course, you can contact St. James Church if there are some elements you didn't understand or if you need more information. It's 924. You're listening to News Radio WNBF and WNBF.com. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And this following live segment has been paid for, sponsored by KSO Insurance Solutions. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Great. Good. Yeah. Boy, the sun's out. It's going to be a pretty oh, day. Oh, it's like summer all over again. This reminds mm. me of the summer of 66. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Is that a movie? <laughs> no, what was the movie? What was the movie? Summer of 42. 42. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They, they ought to do a reboot. <laughs> they ought to do a reboot, something similar, and call it like the summer of 02. And that way they could appeal to young audiences. And, the, you know, it would be the same basic story obviously jazzed up a little bit with cell phones and texting but um you know to make it more relevant to the young crowd but the summer of 02 summer of 02 will, or 2022 oh yeah actually yes the summer of yeah. 22 who was that sybil shepherd uh in summer of 42 it was right what hold on you put me on the spots hold on it's not part of the quiz Let's see. No, no. Today, no. Bob. Oh, thank goodness. I... <laughs> so here, here is the deal. Jennifer O'Neill. Ah. The, the, the stars. Jennifer O'Neill, Gary Grimes. Who could forget Gary Grimes? Jerry Hauser uh-huh. and Oliver Conant. Narrated oh by Robert Mulligan. Hmm. Hmm. The Summer of 42. I've been talking about it. We'll just say it. It's interesting because back in the day, it cost them only a million dollars to make, and it wound up making more than thirty-two million dollars at the box office. So that's the way it should be, you know. Crazy yeah. money, yeah. crazy money. So okay, mm. I I think we have stumbled onto something, sort of a, a remake. <laughs> call it Summer of Twenty Two, and um, 
starring um, Jennifer Swift. There you go. Uh, a well-known singer. Jennifer, we'll call her Jenny Swift. All right. Yeah. yeah. A, a very popular singer from the summer of 22. Anyway, uh, you've got some important information as we, you know, we're getting desperately close to the end of the year. Do you realize right now? Do I realize? Yeah, right now. <laughs> only two, basically two months left in the year. Actually less because you take out, look, we, we need time off for holidays. We need to take a, a week off next week because of Halloween. Then we take a week off in November. <laughs> because of Thanksgiving. And then in December, we always take two weeks off because of an assortment of holidays. So it's really, it's only about four four working weeks left in the year when you, you take out all the holidays and, and recovering from holidays. Wow, never thought of it that way. Yeah. So uh, what are some of the things people should keep in mind at this joyous time of year? Well, speaking of, you know, crunch time, it is annual open enrollment for people that are on Medicare. And there's only, you know, a certain length of time, speaking of time, where they can make these choices on their health care going into the beginning of next year. And it's October 15th to December 7th. And why is it so important that people review their coverage or review if they're first going on Medicare, what opportunities or options they have? And the reason is because every single year, Bob, they change these options and they change these prescription drug programs. And if you're in a prescription drug program and you say, oh, I'm just going to keep it the same way and and blah, 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 that doesn't usually occur. And for instance, last year and the year before, we had over 19 Uh, prescription drug programs, standalone prescription drug programs available to Medicare beneficiaries. It is now down to 15 in our counties. So that means four of them were taken out of the picture. So if one of yours was taken out and you didn't open the mail with your annual notice of change, because you get so much mail this time of year, people kind of just set it aside. I understand that. But you might not realize that your plan isn't even being offered for 2024. So those are really important decisions that you may need to make to secure your coverage so that you have, you know, decent co-pays on your prescription drugs and you have a premium that's not out of sight. Also, you know, Medicare Advantage plans, and those are things that you see advertised heavily on TV with Joe Namath, you know, Captain Kirk and whatever, um, you know, celebrity they want to choose to uh, to use. And that's not, you know, a dig, but, you know, they're recognizable people and they capture your attention. And a lot of them are, you know, this is zero premium and you have dental coverage and you have vision and you have a $500 flex card that you can use for groceries. Well, guess what? It's predominantly you want to look first and foremost at the medical coverage because it's a medical plan. And then all those are extras. Are they good? Yes, they are. But you don't really purchase them for those extras. You purchase them for solid medical coverage. So you really want to look at all of the choices with Medicare Advantage plans. And a lot of them do have zero premium. And they are good. But it depends on your situation. Maybe you have um, a situation where 
you don't want network plans. You want to be able to go where you want to go. And in that case, you might be a better candidate for original Medicare A and B and then a supplemental or Medigap policy. And so that's what we do um, up at the office. We bring you in. We discuss what you have. We shop all of your other choices and see if what you have is what you can keep. And it's always preferable, Bob. People don't like change. And you know what? I don't blame them. This is really complicated stuff. So if you have decent coverage and you like what you have, we just go over what the changes are for 2024. And most of them are usually enhancements. So you're going to get more benefits, perhaps, that you don't realize you even had. But you need to you need to do the homework during October 15th and December 7th so that you know what your options and choices are and what your co-pays are going to be so you don't have surprises come January 1, 2024. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East. We are up around back of Plato's Closet and Style Encore. Uh, you drive right up to us. We're one level. You can make an appointment several ways. You can simply call us at 607-772-4898. You can also Google us at KSO Insurance. All of our contact information comes up, including um, our website. You can contact us that way. And if you miss the phone number, you can Google or go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages good advice as always thanks bob and the previous segment was sponsored by kso insurance solutions i hope you have a, a great day be careful because it's going to get pretty warm this afternoon well i'll be in the office <laughs> all right crank up the ac I, no i'm not doing that we just open the windows ah Perfect. Yeah. Fresh air. Great. Yeah, love it. Enjoy. You too. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. It's 935 at WNBF, WNBF.com. This is Bob Joseph with you on Wednesday, October 25th. So what's on your mind? I say call 607-772-1290. Let me know what you're thinking. Live on the radio. We're here till noon. But you don't need to wait till the end. You can call now. It's 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com.